Welcome to Lifehouse Church Online. To know more about our senior pastors, head to the Lifehouse website. We hope you enjoy the service. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, we're starting a new series today. Um, You know, as a team, we're always being very prayerful. We want to be prophetic, not pathetic. We want to be prophetic and, and ask God, God, where are we at? Where, where, where are people at? We don't, want, we don't just want to preach our hobby horse messages, okay? We want to know where you guys are at, where Lifehouse Church is at. And, uh, and, and this is what we really felt that we need to start speaking into to help you, to help your friends, to help your family. And that is we want you to start finding your purpose in pain. All of us have been through a little bit of pain lately. And pain will continue for the rest of your life. That's the good news. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you all next week. Can't believe you're still laughing at that. I've been doing that for 20 years, guys. You're still laughing at that. Purpose is so important. How many of you believe that purpose is important? Okay. Um, you know, the, who loves Monopoly? You know, Monopoly? No, too long. It goes for too long. There's a new card version of it now, which is much more fun. Um, but you know, Monopoly is a great game, but pretty much what's the purpose? Do you at least know the purpose of Monopoly, all right? right? Send everybody broke, okay? And you need to win, and it's great, and you've got to monopolize on the situation. Well, do you know that there's a Christian version of that called Bibleopoly? No, I'm not joking. Look it up, Bibleopoly. And you play this game, and the purpose is you've got to actually give stuff away and be generous and all that sort of stuff. And what you quickly realize is there's actually no purpose to the game, right? Because you're not trying to send anybody broke. You're just trying to help people. And the game just never ends because everyone's just helping each other. And it's just, and as, as good as that sounds, and I know you probably want to play it with your children, it's not a whole lot of fun because there's no purpose to it. And as human beings, it's really important to always have a purpose. Now, when it comes to pain, you've got to have a purpose behind the pain, Now, I know sometimes we struggle to find that, and you're going to very quickly see that I'm going to admit I don't know the purpose in every single painful situation that we will find ourselves in. But when you can find some purpose, even if it's by faith, you may not be able to see it yet. You will discover that you will take on that pain with a different attitude, and I'm telling you, you will see your life change, and instead of becoming miserable, we will see ourselves finding ourselves full of the joy of the Holy Spirit in the middle of the pain. Now, how do I know this to be true? Because you know there are some people who pay a membership, sometimes up to $1,000, sometimes up to $3,000 a year to go cause themselves some pain. Yeah. People pay to go to a gym to work out, so that they can then go, I'm in pain. Actually, for some people, if there's no pain the next day, they feel like it was a waste of time, that they are not now in pain. Except for some people that I don't want to mention, because I don't like mentioning people's names, because anonymity is really important. But when Tim Barrett rang me, <laughs> and he goes, bro, I'm going to go to the gym. He's honestly, word for word. He goes, bro, I'm about to, where is he? I've got to, got, always got to throw Tim Barrett under the bus. It's very important. He rings me up, he goes, bro, I'm about to go, he's in the car, he's obviously in the car, you can hear the road noise, bro, I'm about to go to the gym, oh, that's awesome, Tim, yeah, how do I go there, work out, but not have pain the next day, that's what he says to me, I said, what you do is you drive straight past the gym, <laughs> go to a roasting warehouse, have a coffee, and just go to bed, bro, 
No, 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 like I want to work out. No, no, it's important, but I just don't like the pain. I said, well, you can't have the pain. You can't have the gain if you don't want the pain, right? Now, when we go to the gym, we know it's going to be painful, but we know that there is a purpose. For some of you ladies, I know that men aren't even supposed to speak about these things because we do not know what you guys go through, but we hear it in the corridors. But... When a lady's giving birth, like there's a lot of pain there apparently. Is that right, ladies? Yeah, there's a, but there is some purpose to the pain. Do we get that? But imagine you were having that type of pain, but you didn't know its purpose. Can you imagine, what, seriously, what a difference it would make to go through that exact pain, but there is no purpose to it, or to go through that pain knowing that at the end of it, you're going to have a little baby that you're going to raise and love and enjoy. Can you see that they're, they're worlds apart in attitudes, And I'm wondering if we can have that same attitude that although life is painful, we can somehow see that there is a purpose in this. Are you with me so far? Amen. Come on, give the Lord a round of applause if you're ready to learn something. This is really important. You know, I even wrote down here, no, we won't even say that. That's just too cheeky, too cheeky. No, no, we won't say it. No, no, no. No, we won't. All right, you forced me. No, we <laughs> hey, listen, come on. Truth, truth be told, you know, the minute I say the word pain, I know some of us cringe and we're like, please don't focus on it. But the funny thing is, some of you are going through pain right now. Some of you know that it's coming your way. Some of us have been through some horrendous, painful situations in our lives. And, and, and it's, it can start off as something like, it, it can be just the pain of losing a job. Has anyone ever lost a job before? Right? The rejection of that not feeling needed, um, literally not having the money that that job was providing for you, loneliness. What about being cheated on in business? You know, a business transaction that just goes really badly. You know, sometimes it's not about the amount. It's the fact that somebody was trying to hoodwink you. It's really painful, isn't it? What about a broken heart? That's painful. Betrayal. This is probably the worst one. Watching Collingwood win. Let's be honest. No, seriously, isn't that painful? Be honest, guys. Come on, let's keep this real here today. All right, we're not here to joke around. How many premierships are you guys sitting on, by the way? No, 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 I just need to know, seriously. Less than ours. Okay, that's just great. Just, let's just keep it that way. All right. Okay, that's the, that's the stuff we can get through quite easily. But you know what? Then there's, then there's the... Then there's the terminal illness pain. Then there's the loss of a loved one. Then there's the serious depression. But these things are real. Or a relationship breakdown, a divorce. That's painful. I have never been there, but I see it in people's faces. And they say it's like a death. It's painful. That's why we've got to talk about these things. Because if it's not you, it's your friend. If it's not your friend, it's your cousin, it's your mother, it's your brother. Someone is going through this. And wouldn't it be great if we were equipped to help people get through painful situations? Wouldn't it be great? Amen. Give someone a high five. Right? Now, let me be very clear. Let me say this once again because it's really important. And it's important. It is important. I'm not going to even try and explain why some painful situations happen. If, if, If I could honestly answer that, I'd be lying to you. As in, if I tried to... There are some things that happen that I just go, I don't know. And that's a good answer sometimes. But, you know, there's a lot of things that we do know sometimes, and we need to at least give the answers for the things that we do know. Amen? And, and you know what? 
when we read the Word of God, do you know what we get when we read the Word of God? We get the privilege of perspective. So you can turn to the book of Genesis and see a young guy there called Joseph. And Joseph gets given these beautiful dreams about people bowing down to him and him being a world-class leader and him just rising to the top. And he receives this dream. And, and from Bible indications, he would, be about, he would be anywhere between 16 to 18 years old. So let's just go with 17. He was about 17 years old when he receives these incredible dreams and visions, just like we have in our lives, things that we want to get done. Uh, when we go to the altar to get married, we, we have a dream, amen, an expectation of, of joy. When we buy a home, we think it's going to be a place of love and happiness. When we buy a car, we hope that it's going to... We have dreams, right? Just like Joseph gets given this beautiful dream. But this is his life now. We just get to read it. And the privilege that we have is we can turn four chapters later and go, ah. Uh, it all works out really well for you, Joseph. But he didn't know that. He was living, this was his life. And when we read from that chapter to those chapters where it all turns out well for him, it's 14 years for him, 14 minutes for you. And we can read those stories and just go, oh, but it turned out well. But he didn't know that. Just like you don't. And wouldn't it be great if we could just look at your life and go, hey, what's happened to Rachel? Oh, that's... Oh, but hang on a minute. Oh, Rachel, turns out well. It's okay. Yeah, but you know what? Paul Joseph goes from being his father's pet, like his dad just loved him. What did he make for him? The Technicolor dream coat. Thank you. His dad makes him this beautiful coat. So he's, he's the, his dad's favorite. And then from there, he ends up in a pit, put there by his brothers talk about painful your own brothers do this to you family and then from there he gets rescued it's like woohoo things are good and then he ends up at Potiphar's house and he gets the top job at Potiphar's house but then the wife accuses him of rape and he actually did nothing wrong that's painful wrongful accusations ever been accused for something that you didn't do or an intention that you didn't have come on we've all been there and so then, he, so then he, he goes through all of that, gets accused. And so then he ends up in a prison. And guys, he's not there for 10 minutes. He's there for two years in prison. But he, again, like cream, he just rises to the top and he becomes the top dog in prison. Except that he's not dealing drugs and bashing people. He's actually loving people and interpreting their dreams, right? Even in his painful situation, still using his gifts, still using his talents. Actually, we know that because he did that, that Pharaoh then finds out about him and invites him up from the prison into the palace. And that's the part that we love the most. And he becomes the prime minister of Egypt, the second in charge. And that's his life's journey. Friends, I've got a question for you. Yes, there was a lot of pain in Joseph's life. But how did he interpret his life? Well, we don't read, we don't read Anywhere during the process, him being positive about that painful situation. Nowhere do you read that he goes, but God is in control. He does say, I will not do evil before my God. So even though he's living in pain, he's still going to live the life. Do you know how many people I've seen that the minute a little bit of tough times come, they just quickly become the old person that they once were. And I love that he says, I can't sleep with you, Potiphar's wife. I can't. He says, how can I sin before my master, 
and my God. The guy didn't go to Grow Group, didn't have a church, didn't have any podcasts, no YouTube, but yet he's still determined to honor God, even in accusation and pain. He's still going to live for God. But nowhere do you read that he could see his purpose for his life. Do you you think he held on to his dream? Yes. But he wasn't being overly positive about his life, except at the very end in Genesis chapter 50, verses 19 to 21. This is what he says to his brothers when they finally come to Egypt because there was famine in all the land except for Egypt. And this is what he says to them. But Joseph replied, don't be afraid of me. Because remember, they threw him into a pit, right? He says, am I God that I can punish you? Gee, some of us need to read that. It's not your job to punish people. Your kids, yes. But (laughs) it's not your job to punish people. There is a God who will do what he's got to do. He says, am I God to punish you? He says, watch this. You intended to harm me. Hey, listen, there are people out there that are trying to harm you. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. He says, but you intended to harm me, but God. Can everyone say, but God? But, come on, louder. But God, he says, but God intended it all for good. That's how he eventually saw all that pain from the pit to the pot to the prison to the palace. He said, all of that had to happen so that God, he says, he brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Amen. Don't be afraid, he says. I will continue to take care of you and your children. Look at the healing. Look at the he- Once he found his purpose, look at the healing that he could speak of and, 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 and do for people. He said, he, he said, so he reassured them by speaking kindly to them. So here's the big point. Is there any chance that the pain you have been through, and the, and the, the funny thing, I can point to every person in the room because everyone's experienced pain. You've experienced it. You've experienced it. You've ex- everyone's experienced it. Is there any chance that with every painful situation that you have gone through, just like Joseph, is it possible that God is inching you closer and closer and closer to your destiny? Is it possible that through the pain, God is getting you to where he needs to Joseph could not have ended up in the palace if he wasn't in the prison. He couldn't have got to the prison unless he was falsely accused by Potiphar. He couldn't have got to Potiphar unless his brothers put him in the pit. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? We just want the palace. And God says, yeah, I'm not sure about that. May need to go through the prison just for a little while. But somehow we've ended up with a theology and a Christianity and a life and an Instagram that tells us pain is bad. It's always bad, always will be bad, and it has no purpose. I would suggest that the Word of God would say something very, very different to that. Can you trust God that you are inching closer to your destiny through your... Come on, give Him a shout, guys, a roar even. And some of you are like, "Uh, uh, I'm in so much physical pain right now and you want me to clap. My kids are going through trauma right now. You want me to clap. Come on. We're going through some serious stuff here, Pastor Rich. This is, this is, we're not playing games here. And, and I get it. I get it. I think, let me make something very, 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 very clear to you. It wasn't God. It wasn't God who put Joseph into the pit. And it wasn't God who made Potiphar's wife accuse Joseph. And it wasn't God. Are you hearing me? Let's not think for a second that we've got a God who brings the pain. He does allow it. Because God's got an end purpose to it. 
Now, I don't know what it is in every situation and in every circumstance, but I'm telling you, if we will keep our heart good and keep trusting God and keep doing all the right things that he has told us to do, that I believe by faith we will end up where God wants us to be, with the life he wants us to have. Are you okay with this? Come on, let's talk about, let's keep this real because your friends are going through it because I know what your friends say. How can a good God do so, allow so many bad things to happen? Come on, we've got to have a better answer then. Oh, I'm not really sure about that. Why? Okay, this is what C.S. Lewis says and there's absolutely, this is the truth because as much as I'm saying to you, sometimes we are inching closer and, and, and we're getting closer and closer to our destiny. There's no doubt about it, that is happening. And that's why we need to have a theology that doesn't say this. If there is some painful situations going on in your life, you must be doing something wrong. Do, do you know how people think like that? Right? If, oh, so you got divorced, so you did something wrong. Now, I've, I've seen people separate where one, at least one person, had to have not done the wrong thing. As in, I've seen that. I've seen that happen. And you've got to be careful that you don't have a very old-school, religious Theology that says if something bad's going on in your family, you've done. I've seen parents do all the right things and the kids still go on a wayward journey. I've seen that happen. But I've also seen them come back because the Bible will stand, to, will stand true. Train, train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old, it says he will not depart. Maybe they're in the middle section right now. Now listen, we can't have a, a theology. Oh, you got sick. Mm, what did you get up to? Oh, you, your car got stolen. Hmm. Did you used to steal cars when you were younger? No, we've got to be careful of that theology, guys, because we see Joseph did nothing wrong, but still went through a pit and a pot and a prison. Are, are, you, are you hearing me? He wasn't smoking pot, guys. He was Potiphar. I'm shortening that, right? Some of you are like, pot? He did pot? No, he didn't do pot. There's no doubt about it. Listen. But there is no doubt about it. Sometimes we find ourselves, can I get really, yep, come, you're going to come with me? Sometimes we are in a very painful situation because you did do the wrong thing. Because you did live in a way that Jesus asked you not to. Because you did say something that you shouldn't have said. You did go to places you shouldn't have gone to. You did do things that the Bible would say, don't do that. Because it will bring about pain. So there's no doubt about it. I'm not saying that every painful situation you go into is because you've done nothing wrong. Sometimes you've done a whole lot of things that are wrong. But that's okay because pain still teaches you something. Amen? This is what C.S. Lewis says, and it's a famous quote. It says, God whispers in our pleasures. He speaks in our conscience, but he shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf World, what's the Bible telling you? Do you know when you're going through a painful situation, you analyze your whole life. Come on, let's be honest. You do go, have I done something wrong? Could I have done it better? Should I have said? Should I have gone? And there's nothing wrong with that either. Because sometimes pain teaches us, don't do that again. Amen? Yeah, yeah, that's a good time to give your partner a huge high five right about there. Yeah? Because sometimes pain, I don't know, come on, let's be honest. What about just the, plain, uh, the, the, pain, the pain of plain turbulence? How many things have you repented of during plain turbulence? Be honest. Come on, be honest. Right? You think this thing's going down, and all of a sudden, mate, you are, you are cleansing yourself. 
Lord, I promise I will tithe from now on, Lord. I, I always was, Lord. As soon as I got off this plane, I was going to tithe. I was going to be, Lord, I was going to love you. I was going to evangelize, Lord. Lord, just don't this <laughs> plane. Come on, let's be honest. Nothing like a little bit of pain to make you quickly analyze. Now, come on. There will be moments. Now, you know me. I'm going to admit it again. But hypochondriac, if you look it up in the dictionary, it's got Richard Kabaki in there. But do you know, do you know sometimes it's a good thing? Because when I get an ailment or something and I think, I'm dead. I'm finished. I'm, I'm out of here. Who's going to pass to the church now? I don't know. But anyway, God, it's all yours and you'll sort it out. Do you know, one, you know what my next thought is, though? Am I really ready? Is there anything I wish I would, didn't do, didn't say, had have said? It, there's nothing like a little bit of pain to make you really weigh up your whole life. And, and we want to escape pain. Come on. If you just keep going from brokenheartedness in relationships to brokenheartedness, you've got to sit up sometimes and say, what are you doing that may be causing that? It's not a bad question to ask sometimes. Thank you, whoever that was. Amen. Yeah, someone else should say preach it. It's true. It's true. It's, there's nothing wrong with asking the question sometimes. And, and it's actually a very, very healthy thing to do. What does it say about Jesus? Jesus in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. Are you learning something today? Okay, come on, let's address the issue. Okay, let's not tiptoe around these things. It's important. Okay, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. It says, even though, can you read it with me? One, two, three. Even though Jesus was God's son, still is, he learned obedience through the things he suffered. What does that mean? Does that mean Jesus wasn't living the life or something? No, no, he was living the life. He was definitely living the life. But he learned obedience. He, he learned what to do through his suffering. I wonder if God's planning to teach you in the same way. If you've done three, if you've done three or four get-rich-quick schemes that have all gone very badly and right now you're in deep pain, maybe... God is saying, increase your wealth little by little, which is what the Word of God says. Maybe it means you've got to work a little bit harder. Yes, we can work smarter and all those things. But what I'm trying to say to you is if you just keep going through painful situation again and again, if you're always broke, go and talk to someone. Get some wisdom. Get some wisdom. Do some budgeting. Do what you've got to do. Why are you staying in that painful situation when you're supposed to be learning obedience? Learn some obedience then. Some of you are like, oh, give us some deep teaching. Well, here it is. Learn the obedience. How many times do you need to go around that circle? I remember my kids would, eh, what that, what that? Don't touch, sweetheart. What that, what that? Sweetheart, don't touch. It's very hot, sweetheart. Hot, hotty. But I noticed my kids wouldn't go, That would be a form of, you would have to start to doubt their mental capabilities. Right? No, no, she touched it once and ran for her life, has never touched it again. Christians. Why God? Stop touching the heater. Stop. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Is this all right? That wasn't even on script. 
Anyway, <laughs> that was just straight out of my, that was, that was frustrations, but that was the pain right there, right? John chapter 9, a couple of moments left. Let me just round this off for you because this is really important. John chapter 9, verses 1 to 3. Because now I need to balance everything I've just told you. I need to balance that now. Because some of you are saying, I promise you, I've stopped touching the heater. I've stopped it. I I don't do that. I'm actually, I'm doing a Joseph, Pastor Richard. I'm doing, but I've still got a lot of pain in my life. Well, the the apostles addressed that one day. John chapter 9, verses 1 to 3. It says, it says, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or because of his parents' sins? Like it's one or the other. It's, it's either him or his parents. Someone did something wrong was their theology. Jesus says it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins. Jesus answered, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. And you're like, oh, gee, it sucks to be the blind guy, though. Like, really, God? You, just, you were trying to prove yourself to be God? And so this, it doesn't say that God made him blind. It doesn't, it doesn't say that at all. It doesn't say that God made him blind. Let me tell you why there is sickness and darkness in this world. Adam and Eve sinned against God and plunged our whole world into sin and darkness. The world we are living in was not God's plan A. We're living in plan B now. We're living the redemption story. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So please don't blame God for sin and darkness. Blame Adam and Eve. Yeah, blame the devil who brings sick. God doesn't bring sickness. He, he didn't create Adam and Eve and then he goes, okay, now I've got to bring some sickness and darkness into the world and then I'll really stuff up their lives with Instagram. And, and you know what I'll do? I'll introduce GST as well. Yeah, yeah, go. No, this, none of this was God's plan. Are you hearing me? But God says, but I wonder if I can be glorified out of this. So, so what does Jesus mean by that? This is what he means. Guys, you are going to experience pain and so am I. But this is what God is hoping to do. What, what sends the world into a frenzy and into a spiral, to the Christian, we stay strong. Amen. And people see our lives and they go, how are you doing? So your child has got mild autism. So is mine. And I am out of control and I'm angry and I'm bitter. and I'm. So- but you guys, like, you're, you're doing the best you can. But man, there's a peace on your life. Wow, and you've still got joy and your marriage is still strong. How are you doing that? But God, because God is in my life. And yes, it's painful and yes, it grieves us and we want the best for our children. But what's the best scenario in that? That people can watch you and they can glorify God. And at the end of the day, your children are going to be healed, by the way. May not happen on this side of eternity. But let me t- there's no autism in heaven, by the way. Your kids will get there full, their spirit will be full, and they'll have a brand new body that operates 100% in God. Amen? Now, we're believing for healing on this side of eternity, but let me tell you right now, the greatest thing we can do is to be an example to people so that they get to the other side of eternity. Now, let me tell you, there is no promise in Christianity that there'll be no trials or tribulations or pain. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. What's supposed to be happening is, he says, I won't be the sort of God that won't let it happen. I'm just going to be there. You've heard this before. I'm going to be there as you're going through it. And the world goes, what? How are you doing this? How are you doing this? How are you getting through this? 
And that's where God gets glory. Amen. Come on. Let's this is a real issue. Helen and I, we celebrated our 30th as you guys all celebrated with us and we feel so honoured in this church. I've got to tell you, I don't think there's ever been a season where we feel so honoured and so loved. And my wife bought me that guitar. Ladies, you know that guitar I was playing? She bought that for me, right? And then I said to her, what do you want? She said, whatever you want to get me, hon. So I did a bit of research. 30 years. What's 30 years? You know, because every year has got a different, you know, it's gold, it's platinum, there's this and that. And well, do you know what 30 years is? Pearl. So I said, honey, I'm going to get you a pearl ring. So we went shopping for pearls. And I, I think we got an education because we didn't, I mean, I know how they were made, but I didn't really know. But do you know how a pearl is made? And these things are worth a fortune. Love you, honey. Do you know how a pearl is made? A little oyster, just doing life, loving life, everything's good. And then a little grain of sand gets into the oyster. Just a little grain of sand. And it starts to agitate the oyster. It's getting angry. It's getting upset because it's a bit of pain in its life. So do you know what it does? It creates a saliva and it coats, it coats the grain of sand so that it loses the edge. So it stops causing so much pain and stop irritating it. But then it sort of goes, but it's still there. So then it coats it again and then it coats it again and then it coats it again and it coats it again and it coats it again. And then eventually, this, then you end up with that. And then Pastor Richard has to pay a lot of money to put that on a ring somewhere. And some of you people are going, stuff the ring, uh, the pearl, give me that oil, give me that. Some of you just want to put some lemon on that and eat it, right? I think it's gross anyway, but anyway. Let's just get back to the pearl. Pearl. Everybody wants a pearl. I want a pearl necklace, I want a pearl ring, I want a pearl. That's great, but someone had to suffer to get the pearl which I don't know whether you know this or not, but you know the new Jerusalem? Do you know where we are all going to live one day as Christians? All of us are going to live in a place called the new Jerusalem. And the Bible describes the foundations of that place. And they are all stones that are under the ground, emeralds, diamonds, rubies. It's all, all the foundations are stones that are found under the ground. But the actual gates to the new Jerusalem, does anyone know what they're made of? Pearls. Why pearls? Why pearls? Because we are all going to get in there because of someone else's suffering. Every time you look around, amen. Yeah, every time you look around in the new Jerusalem and you see the 12 gates, the Bible says there's 12 gates. You're going to go, why are they made out of pearl? Oh, that's right, because he paid my price. Because of his suffering, I'm here today. I wonder if there will be people in heaven one day who will even look at you and say, wow, I saw the pain you went through and I saw God in your life and I just wanted that and I, I got to heaven because of your suffering. Now, you know what, they're gonna go through Jesus, but you know what I'm saying? Because if you're, listen, what I'm trying to say is if we all fall apart, just like the world does, then what's God doing in our life? 
it's an easy thing to say standing up here. I've had some painful moments, probably not as bad as some of you, to be honest. But I think pain's pain. And I think we just got to make a commitment. Say, God, I don't know what the end looks like, but I'm believing for that Joseph moment. I'm believing for that pearl moment. I believe that through my pain, we are inching closer to have an incredible marriage, to have an incredible church, to have incredible children. We're inching closer day by day. Amen. Are you with me? So come on, there have got to be some people in this place. Let's start with the people who, come on, you need to come in through those gates. You need you need to receive what Jesus has done for you. Do you, know, you know what the gospel is called? Does anyone know what the gospel is called? It's called the pearl of great price. Not the diamond. Because, you know, a diamond, oh, can I just preach just for a moment? Can I, just for a moment, is that okay? Do you know, a diamond gets its beauty because a man or a woman, sorry, takes a long time to cut it and fashion it so that it sparkles. It takes a human to make, it, to make a diamond look beautiful. It takes a jeweler to have to melt down gold and to get all the stuff out of it, the, whatever it's called. Whatever it's called. To purify it, right? So why isn't the gospel called the gold of great price? Or why isn't the gospel called the diamond? Because a pearl is not man-made. And the more you do to it, the more you ruin it. The jeweler said to us, you know, you realise these things are not polished. This is how they were made. Do you know you can't add to the gospel? The gospel doesn't need you cutting things and polishing it and making it look good. No, the gospel is strong. It is perfect. It's enough to save you and your family and to get us. Come on, someone. The gospel is good enough all by itself because of what Jesus did for us. And I'm just wondering, is anyone who wants to receive the pearl of great price? He doesn't need you to polish it. You don't need to even polish yourself. Can you receive it today? Just open up your heart and receive it. Can I have every eye closed across this place? Those of you online, if you're watching for the first time, I'm gonna give everybody in this room an opportunity to receive the pearl of great price. Friend, if that's you here today, would you be humble enough to say, Pastor Rich, today I want to receive what Jesus has done for me. I want to be forgiven. I want a relationship with Him and I want that strength to get through pain. Friend, if that's you today, would you raise your hand as high as you can and just say, Pastor Rich, I want that today. I'm going to pray with you. I can embarrass you. I just want to see. God bless you. God bless you guys. God bless you. Is anyone else that is? Oh, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. That is wonderful. Is anyone else just raise? God bless you. Well done. God bless you. Anyone else? Thank you. Those of you at home, please feel free to pray this prayer with us. You know, I just feel I need to wait just a moment longer. Someone is contemplating doing it right now. Your hands feel like they are chained to the chair. Come on, that's just the enemy who's saying, don't respond. He wants to keep you locked up, but I'm going to give you another opportunity. Come on, you raise your hand boldly and say, I want Jesus in my life today. You just be bold. You be brave. Don't let the enemy, God bless you. God bless you, man. Well done. Well done. Well done. That is wonderful. Well done. At the very back there. Well done, guys. Come on, let's all pray together. Lord Jesus, today I want to receive.
the pearl of great price. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Help me to walk with you for the rest of my life on earth and into eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give these people a huge round of applause. Come on, would you stand to your feet? Hi, I'm Richard Gabakian, pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.